This is Iron Sports 95.9, 106.9. We're welcome to have back uh, sort of regular uh, Rodney Wurr from the Tider Insider. Uh, I was at the national championship game last Monday, so it's been about a week. What's going on in Alabama? How are they taking that, that loss? I mean, what a game. Um, but, uh, Rodney, what, what's, whatever, what are they saying down there in Tuscaloosa about the, the loss to Georgia in the national championship game? Well, uh, you know, interestingly enough, Ira, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not maybe what people would think. Um, you know, because, look, this team, and we've talked about it on your show before, all the losses that they experienced in terms of the personnel over the last couple of years. And, yeah, Alabama fans expected to be in the race for the national championship. But as this season unfolded, and you probably noticed this, they had to overcome a ton of adversity uh, that was due to a lack of experience, a lack of leadership, all those things that had to be developed over the course of the season. So I think really most realistic Alabama fans out there see this season and say, wow, this was like one of Nick Saban's greatest coaching jobs, if not his greatest coaching job since he's been here, because this team overcame so much adversity to put themselves in a position to win the national championship with eight or nine minutes. They're up by five points, uh, you know, to, to win the championship in a season that really – if you want to look at it and call it a reloading or rebuilding year, that's kind of what it was. So I think most Alabama fans are very excited about what this team did. And then as you start to look forward, uh, the passion and the uh, purpose that the players who are returning next year are going to have, you know, as they pursue this championship again. I mean, I guess the, the question would be in the first half, where Georgia just could not, it seemed like a repeat of the SEC championship game, where Georgia just could not get their offense going. Alabama's mm-hmm. defense played awesome, but mm-hmm. Alabama kept selling for those field goals right. in the red zone and were not able to convert them. I mean, they could have easily been up 21 to 3. Been, this right. could have been a complete repeat, except for the right. first year of being down 10 nothing. But if, if they get up that lead on 21 3, they just could not get you know, the field goals or field goals instead of the touchdowns. Well, that's a great point. You just summarized the key to the game, really. And I think that's another thing that Alabama fans believe is, you know, this Georgia team was considered, quote, unquote, at one time, maybe one of the best in in recent memory. Uh, and, And I think that was disproved a little bit in the SEC championship game. And then I think in this game here, if you look at it, there's probably five or six throws that Bryce Young made that could have been the difference in the game. But Ira, when you're without your two elite receivers, 175 catches among them, over 2,000 yards, 25-plus touchdowns. Uh, you lose Jamison Williams on the first play of the second quarter. You lost J- uh, John Mechie in the SEC championship game. So there go your two big weapons. But what Bryce Young did was re- actually pretty phenomenal. He threw for 369 yards, as you know. He had a couple of two, two touchdowns, two or three touchdowns that or would-be touchdowns, dropped. And I think that's the difference in the game. Because had they made those catches, had Cameron Latou caught that ball at the goal line, he was across the goal line, uh, that's a touchdown. That's a that's a huge difference. Um, you know, had Ajay Hall made a couple of catches, he had one in the back of the end zone that he dropped. You also had another one later in the game that would have been a walk-in touchdown that he didn't reel in. So uh, I, I think that's the key, is just, you know, the, the youth at the receiver spot 
really showed up in this game with those drop passes, and and that was as you mentioned had to settle for field goals and so forth. So that's uh, you know that was the difference in the game. Yeah, I mean, I to me that third quarter when after Alabama threw the interception, Georgia went three and out. Now right. had that seventeen play, sixty eight right. yard drive, eight minutes. It seemed like Georgia's defense was just like they were now tally kicking Georgia. It's like you're you're great, you're phenomenal. Well, we're just going to take it to you. We're going to run right. east to west. Brian Robinson was running great, and then then Young throws it to Hall wide open in the end zone. We just drops the ball. I think if they could take that score and make that 16-6 and put, you know, pressure on Bennett, you know, at that situation, but instead he drops it and then they miss the field goal, that was just the whole momentum. You could just feel the air deflating. I was on the Alabama side, but that yep. seemed to me, and then the Georgia fans, it just the energy, it just, it just switched. The whole energy went from one side of the stadium yep. to the other side of the stadium. It did. That was, that was a very key moment in the game, that, that uh, part where you uh, detailed there was certainly key. I tell you, another – key time in the game was when, you know, still at the, at the same time, Alabama forces a fumble uh, on Bennett, recovers it, Brian Branch. They convert with the touchdown, a tremendous throw by Bryce Young. This time, Latu hangs on to it. And Alabama's up 18-13 with 10 minutes left in the game. And I think it was probably at that point that Todd Munkin got on the headset and said, look, Kirby, you're going to have to stay out of my way because I've got to call this game the way I way we got we're going to have to be aggressive. And I think they they came out and Stetson Bennett, I got to hand it to the guy. I mean, you know, he's limited in a lot of ways, but he's a, such a great competitor and he made some incredible, you know, confident throws uh, and that that you know just marched right down the field and he dropped that dime in there uh for the touchdown that put them up 19 to 18 and from there on, I mean, it was, you know, Alabama really could not get anything going offensively to, to you know, put themselves in a position. But now it was 26-18, as you know, uh, when Bama was driving again and uh, maybe in desperation mode a little bit. And I think the, the young wide receiver, Treshawn Holden, might have run the wrong route and they got the pick six and it was over. But, yeah, those were some of the key points in the game. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, – when Bennett fumbled the ball, you know, the review of that, it, I mean, it, it seemed like it was like a half-an-hour review where they decided, right. and the idea was because Bryce Young had fumbled earlier, the same situation was a fumble, was a pass, and they ruled the one way. I mean, it just – it said it seemed like it was forever. And then there were Georgia fans around me that were like, even at that moment, now, <laughs> we should put JT Daniels in the game. Like, that's invented even in the final with 10 minutes to go in the game where he was going right. to become the superstar player was still saying, well, can we still put JT Daniels? Could he come in and rescue us in this game? And then, of course, they leave Bennett in and he leads him to victory. Well, yeah. But, you know, again, I, I, I think uh... – I've always thought Stetson Bennett, for all his limitations, had some special qualities uh, that that kind of were redeeming for him. And, uh, you know, we saw some of those. Uh, But, you know, you you talked about how well the Alabama defense played in the game for the most part until there at the end. And that was pretty much my prediction. Yeah, that was my prediction in the SEC championship game. That was my prediction heading into this game was that the Alabama defense would be the key. And, uh, you know, they played incredibly. I mean, they were, like you said, they they pretty much limited. Stetson Bennett, I think, only had like 130 yards passing until like the final 10 or 12 minutes of the game. So 
they had done a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, again, just give it to Georgia. They hung in there. They made plays in the red zone. When they had an opportunity at the end of the game to close it out, they did it. And I think, too, that goes back to this, Ira. They have a lot of veteran players. They had a lot of guys that had been in their program for a long time, three, four, five years, some. And I think when you look at Alabama, it was kind of different. You know, a lot of young players. They were, uh, frankly, on the offensive line. This was a makeshift offensive line for Alabama this year. They lost three key players last year to the NFL. And when I say makeshift, I'm, I'm relatively speaking, of course, it's not that it's a bad one, but it's just not really up to the standard that they had had in 2020. So do you think, so from the Bama perspective, they're not feeling the tide has totally shifted as we use the Alabama Christmas no. tide to Georgia. They no. feel like, okay, Georgia's got this, and you know we're still, we're still going to get the top recruits. They're going to get top recruits, and we're still Bama. This was just, we were, hey, we're fortunate to even just be in that championship game, and, and, and the team played great, and we liked how Bryce played, and we're getting him back next year playing, and uh, uh, so we're ready to go. So that'd be good. Well, well uh, yeah. Listen, I think there's disappointment. Because, at the, you know, you, you lost an opportunity to win the back-to-back national championship. You never want to lose. Uh, so there's disappointment in that. But I also think, you know, when you step back and look at it a minute, and like I said earlier, you know, the, what they overcame just to get to that point. I mean, with two minutes left in the Auburn game, who would have thunk that Alabama would be playing for the national championship, you know? Uh, so they got to that point, and – I think when you look at the promise of next year, all the players coming back that they have, they should be really good up front offensively. They've got a lot of good, a lot of good young players. They've got a tremendous young quarterback, Bryce Young, obviously. Uh, you know, and they've got some other skilled people. They've got some exciting running backs coming back. Jace McClellan was probably well, he was the best back on the team, but he was injured early in the year, as you know. He'll be back, but they've got a transfer coming in named Jameer Gibbs, who played at Georgia Tech, who is a tremendous player. He's going to give Alabama that speed guy, that different gear, uh, and he's a tremendous receiver out of the backfield. So now they probably would like to add a wide receiver from the portal if they can find the right guy. Maybe maybe they can find another Jamison Williams type somewhere. Um, and if they can do that and uh, mold these young guys they have uh, they should be really potent again offensively. Defensively, they're returning a lot of guys. So I think there's a lot of confidence, uh, you know, as you start to look forward to next year, uh, that this team can, can get back on track with the national championship, uh, hopefully. Well, Rodney, I really appreciate you getting on on such short notice and talking about the game. And uh, it was great being there. And just, uh, it was just, I, I just, your enthusiasm for Bama football. And once again, let uh, my listeners know how, if we, you know, if any, I know there's tons of Bama fans down here in South Florida, but how, how uh, to follow you and, and what's the best way to, to, to follow Tider Insider? Right. Well, TiderInsider.com, it's only $48 a year. Uh, you can get instant access with the credit card that gives you our premium information, but also our all sports forum, which it's our community of Alabama fans. Uh, and I'm on there quite a bit on our all sports forum. We exchange a lot of information, uh, insight, opinions, you know, all of those things that go with Alabama football. But it's, you know, if you, anything that happens in college football, it appears right there on tighterinsider.com almost instantly. So, uh, you know, Ira, as we like to say, it never really stops on tighterinsider.com. 
Well, thanks, thanks again, Rodney, for coming on IRN Sports. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ira.